You're listening to the Illustration Hour podcast, an interview podcast where I talk to illustrators, art directors, and agents about the craft and business of illustration. My name is Julia Dufosse, and I'm an editorial and commercial illustrator based in Chicago. And I'm chatting with creatives within the world of illustration to learn about their process, the challenges they faced along the way, and how to succeed as an illustrator today. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to welcome you back to the Illustration Hour, the show about people who create for a living. I'm your host, Julia Dufosse, and I'm an illustrator and artist. If you're listening as this episode comes out, this is the first episode of 2020 and my first interview since I took off for the month of December. So much has happened since my last episode. It's been an amazing first season of the show. And I got to reflect on what I've learned from recording over 20 long-form episodes with illustrators, designers, agents, and art directors. I'm really thankful and honored to have each and every one of you tune in and listen to the show. Thanks especially to those of you who have emailed me or messaged me to let me know how you like the show and to those who left a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts, please consider doing so in 2020. It really helps the show rank, and it lets Apple know that people are listening to the podcast. Thank you also to all of those who subscribe to Art Club, my weekly newsletter that's designed to help you thrive creatively. It features opportunities, resources, inspiration, and news to help you develop your practice. You can find out more at illustrationhour.com forward slash newsletter. Today on the show, I talked with a brilliant illustrator. You probably already know of him or his work. It's the illustrator and artist George Walsall. You can find George's work on his website, walsall.com. That's W-Y-L-E-S-O-L.com or on Instagram where he is at walsall.com underscore. George is an illustrator who works mostly for publications and magazines, although he has also created illustrations for brands and musicians. George's work is beautiful, combining an evocative use of texture with simplified line and shapes and dynamic compositions. Quality of his work and his ability to translate concepts into visual work has attracted clients like The Guardian, The New Yorker, The New York Times, The Wall Street Journal, Esquire, and Penguin, among others. George is also well known for his books. The first title, Ghosts, etc., was a collection of short stories, including recollections of his time spent working as an electronics technician in a desolate hospital wing, and the second, Internet Crusader, with a graphic novel recalling the internet culture of the 90s and reflecting on our current relationship with tech. On top of all of that, George also teaches classes on illustration at Towson University and at the Maryland Institute College of Art, or MICA, in Baltimore. So what do we talk about? We chat about George's path from graduating college to becoming a freelance illustrator, his experience with self-promotion and cold outreach, his process for finding ideas and working 
including how he creates the rich textures he is known for. George also explained why he thinks personal projects are key to discovering your voice and style and how he thinks you should approach personal work. I even found out what advice George gives his illustration students at Micah and Towson. I think this interview will be valuable whether you're just starting out as an illustrator or you've been freelancing for a while. What George said about personal projects and passion really resonated with me and has led me to actually make some changes to my approach. So without further ado, I hope you will enjoy my conversation with George Walsall. So hello, George. Um, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really happy uh, to have you on because I just love, I love your work and uh, you've been so prolific. And I actually, for a while, I have to uh, confess this, but I knew of your work online, but then on Instagram, you had a different username. And I yeah. think for a while I was confused as if like somebody else was having the same style as you. I didn't realize you were the same person. <laughs> like <laughs> it was sort of strange. Because your uh, username was like totally different for for a little while. Um, yeah, no, I. <laughs> uh, it's funny you bring that up because I I just changed my username like uh, like a week ago maybe. Um, I've had it. It was Sassy Blue Panda for like uh, since I made Instagram in like 2012, um, and I just hated it. It was like I made it as an inside joke. Uh, it was like <laughs> an inside joke with some of my friends, and I I didn't expect it to get that big. And I just thought it was like the dumbest name ever. Uh, so I finally took the plunge and changed it to just my last name. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not that uncommon. I don't know. For some reason, I never put two and two together. I was just kind of like, I, I thought maybe you were like copying George. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So and I, I usually ask people to describe um, what they do. Like, how would you describe what you do to someone who who knows very little about illustration? Um, yeah, a lot of times, uh, especially when it's like someone who's not, um, I don't know, like interested or anything. Like if I just have to like list my job title, uh, a lot of times I just say like commercial artist or something like that, or like designer. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, it kind of takes a while to get into like what, what is illustration, especially if it's like a brief conversation. Um, so, uh, a lot of times I just kind of just say something like that, like designer, um, but yeah, like I consider myself like I guess an illustrator. Like that's you know the bulk of my uh, time is spent doing like illustrations. So uh, I think that makes the most sense. Yeah, and I do you just use the word commercial because you kind of I guess you're finding you're trying to find a way to explain to people that you do this for a living, or is there? Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of times, um, like like if it's someone who's actually interested or someone who's involved in the arts then I then I will say illustrator but if it's just someone who's like asking me like what my job is and they're not really uh you know like I had to I had to do something at the bank the other day and they asked my job title I just said like commercial artist cuz I think that's just like the most succinct way of like uh explaining it to people without really getting you know having a 10 minute conversation on like what what editorial illustration is but uh, a lot of times like they'll they'll ask to like go further on to say like oh uh you know, like magazines and newspapers will commission me to like illustrate articles or create like graphics for them. So, um, yeah, I, I, I try to keep it just like simple like that. Mm. And do people ever ask you about your style or I guess what, what, what your illustrations look like? Um, sometimes I think that's like a harder question to answer. If I ever get asked that, I, I kind of like freeze up. I don't really know what to say. Um, but most of the time, no, I, I think people just, uh, 
you know, once I say like commercial artist who makes stuff for, you know, magazines and stuff like that, uh, I think they get it a little more. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so how do you describe your style? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, for a while I was, I, I guess I could say like, uh, I try to keep like a very um, simple, like unstylized line with like bright colors and um, like kind of grungy textures uh lately i've been doing more um i don't know uh i've been letting like my natural hand come through a little more in my in my process like i mostly draw in illustrator which allows like that very precise line uh but lately i've been doing like kind of the opposite where i'm trying to keep the line like super loose and like on the surface it looks pretty bad but i think that's like an interesting um like aesthetic to be experimenting with maybe yeah yeah um yeah, I don't know. I, t- I think your style is quite unique. I mean, your texture, your use of texture and color is really unique. And uh, I w- I'm going to ask you more about how you or like if you want to share a little bit more of the process because sure. it just looks very different from a lot of other illustrators. But yeah, so I, I know you studied at MICA, which is uh, a famous art school in Baltimore. Um yeah. And did you study illustration or were you studying design? Yeah, uh, I actually I actually did my undergrad at UArts in Philly. Um, and then I moved uh, down here to, to Baltimore to study at MICA for a grad program. They were both in illustration. Um, and yeah, I graduated undergrad in 2012. And then I took two years off and then I went back to school in 2014. Oh, so you got MICA. a master's at MICA. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. I think a lot of illustrators probably don't go past undergrad. Yeah, well, I, yeah, like after I graduated undergrad, um, I don't know. I, I didn't have too much debt, so I wasn't um, like super in a rush to... Lucky, uh, yeah. Yeah, like uh, I, I live with my parents in, in undergrad, so um, I saved a lot of money that way. Um, but I also like worked a lot during undergrad. Like I had a lot of jobs. Uh, so by the time school was done, I kind of just like took a year to like uh, just hang out really. Like, I don't know, like I wasn't really doing anything. Um, and then I, uh, was starting to apply to like jobs to kind of get my act together. And I just like, couldn't get any jobs. I wasn't really happy with my work. Uh, I didn't think it really looked professional. Um, so I started applying to like a bunch of grad programs and it wasn't just illustration. It was like graphic design, even like 3d animation and like interactive art and stuff like that. And then, you know, I got into MICA and a couple other schools, and I thought MICA was, like, the, the best program. So, uh, yeah, I just decided to go there. So you said you weren't happy with, with, your, with your work when you graduated, like, from undergrad? Yeah, when I graduated from undergrad, uh, I, yeah, I really didn't like my work. I just It just wasn't good. Like, it's just, like, the simplest way. Like, it just didn't it, – it wasn't polished enough. There wasn't really, like, a, a strong voice there. Um, Do, what, was your, what was your work – did it look anything like what your work looks like now? Were there elements that were yeah, already it, it, there? It did look a little bit like it. I, I was working in Illustrator by the time I um, finished undergrad. Uh, all my stuff was in Illustrator. It was a little different. I wasn't working with line as much, more just like graphic shapes. But I think a lot of like the basic stuff was there. Like it was still pretty like observed, um, realistic, like uh, drawing uh, with just like flat flat color kind of the same way i still i still kind of do things yeah yeah um so and and then what what did you hope to get i guess from from going back to graduate school was it like 
did you think you were not ready and you wanted more time to explore and yeah, school? Yeah, yeah, I think that was the big thing. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I really liked my undergrad, but um, there there wasn't a lot of emphasis on uh, like your personal voice, like kind of making work that is is unique or or, or interesting to you. Uh, a, a lot of it was like technical stuff, which was which was really good, and I'm really glad I learned that. But I think there was like. Uh, they could like I could have spent more time uh, kind of developing like the voice which is which is a lot more important I think um so and that was like a big thing of what Micah's program was about uh so yeah so uh I was really happy to to get in there and explore and um yeah it was it was and um yeah it was it was super worth it like I, I you know do Micah I definitely don't think I'd I'd be doing what I'm doing now so what what were sort of like some of the things that you did to kind of discover your voice at Micah? Were there any classes in particular that really helped? Or yeah, uh, they the 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 whole program like that's their whole like kind of philosophy is like um, to help find know, a voice. Or well, yeah. it's like uh, th- their kind of whole thing is that like you know illustration is not just like drawing, you know, in Photoshop. Right? There's like a million different things you can do so it re- like the whole thing of it is like experimenting with like media and, and all different kind of stuff um you know really encouraging like a development of like unique stuff uh like unique styles unique um you know personal voice type things uh so yeah like the first sem- the first year you do a lot of like quick exercises with different uh, media and different like techniques so you do like stop motion and um i don't know like uh working with paper and lettering like all these different things like pretty rapidly uh and then the second year is your thesis where you you know develop you know a, a thesis project that's your own thing self-directed and then you have like a show where you do um <clears throat> you know uh you show the work in a, in a gallery situation uh so yeah there's a, just a ton of um like research and exploration that you're that you're supposed to be doing there, uh, mm-hmm. which I thought was really crucial. Yeah, yeah, yeah because I, I guess the idea of uh, having to find your voice is kind of, I mean, it sounds pretty abstract. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a general thing. I mean, like they don't really talk that much about mm-hmm. about that, but um, because it's like know, it's the kind talking of about it thing. doesn't really help. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Because <laughs> it's like, what does that even mean? But um, yeah, yeah it, it really encourages like you to do you know work in ways that are not um so standard right now i think mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i can i can also uh guess that it would have been uncomfortable at times because sometimes you're working with medium that like you're not at all uh comfortable oh, yeah. with so, or, like some yeah. of the exercises were so frustrating like I, i'm a really bad craftsperson uh, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm a big guy. I'm very messy. Uh, so when it was like, there was like a paper cutting workshop that I was like, you know, slamming my head against the wall. It was like so frustrating, but then there was other stuff that like really clicked with me. So, uh, you know, I thought that was really good. Oh, it, what was some of the stuff that really kind of resonated uh, yeah, with you? So, um, the last project we did was that like a mini, kind of like a mini thesis, like a self-directed project of our first year. Um, and we can just do anything and, uh, I, I just was writing more and incorporating like my writing into my art and that kind of thing really clicked. And then I, I kind of realized that I, I work the best when I'm just left alone and I can just like do what I want to do. You know, I think I'm a good like um, self-critic. Uh, so when I kind of identified that, then I kind of adjusted my 
like process and the way I work to kind of maximize the time where I'm like on my own doing stuff. So I really wanted my like thesis to be self-directed and it was very self-directed. And, uh, you know, I thought it was, um, just like a good, I don't know, discovery maybe to make. Yeah. 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 And, and what was your, uh, what was your thesis project like? Uh, it was, it was really fun. I, I really liked it. My thesis, it was, um, I did this collection of like zines called, uh, the book of trash where mm-hmm. I was like looking at, um, work that, I, I was kind of like making like fake trash that had like art on it. Like I was making like fake, um, like religious pamphlets and stuff like that, oh, uh, okay. that most people would like just throw away without even looking. And then I was, you know, making uh, like zines out of it. Like I made a zine that was like paperwork, like it was formatted just to look like office paperwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, there was like a, like a story in there and like collage and stuff like that. Uh, and then like, by I think like January or February I did like a bunch of zines and then I did like this installation where it was like this reading room where you could go in and and hang out and read them in the gallery where we had like our uh, thesis gallery show yeah I remember going to one of those I think when I was in Baltimore to yeah, a Micah yeah, gallery yeah. show with like they're all these awesome. immersive experiences yeah yeah like the illustration practice gallery show is is in my opinion like one of the highlights of of the art scene here in general like it's always Mm -hmm. really good there's like you know i think there's usually like 13 students or something uh and each student just like every year that just kind of tops the year before it and there's just like installations and interactive things and it's just like really really cool plus like there's a thesis of work to look at it's not just like you're work- walking through an installation there's also like something substantial like on the walls or 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 like in a book form or something that you can look yeah. at so yeah it, and and so i i guess by the end of going to mica did you have a kind of a a plan for what you were going to do after or yeah um, um you know. I, I had a loose plan like i like i've always wanted to to freelance and do editorial um since i since undergrad so i i wanted to do that and then i wanted to teach too so while i was at mica i got mm. this like teaching like certificate thing um that i could teach college with and then um i i also had a day job that was not um Sorry, it was not related to art. It was just kind of like this tech support job at, at Johns Hopkins Hospital, actually. Um, yeah, yeah, that uh, doesn't so, sound fun. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, uh, it it wasn't fun, but it was it, it was an awesome job that that paid really well. Yeah, uh, and okay. it was very like low pressure, so it was yeah. just like, this easy job that I, I wasn't stressed so much about um, making rent because I already had this like full time job that um, was like I like I wouldn't say I liked it really, but I. I didn't hate it. It was just like super easy. It just sit in a room and I fixed TVs when they broke. So, um, I for did like a lot hospital of, rooms or something. Or yeah, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I just, so I was able to do a lot of work then just like, um, like you know, in personal between work, yeah. editorials. Like I had a lot of downtime there. Uh, so, um, I could, I could do my, my schoolwork. I was, I was working there when I was in grad school. Mm. Um, and then uh, I got a lot of like homework done there. Uh, so I, so I really liked it and I wasn't super stressed. Yeah. It was really good to not have to be really stressing about the rent and stuff. Um, mm. yeah, yeah. While I worked there, you know, so I could actually spend more time on, on my work. So it was really kind of a lucky job to have. Yeah. Is that, is, was that the inspiration for your, uh, for the book you published after, which was like ghosts, I think. Yeah, or, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had been working that same job since I was 18. Okay. Um, 
like my mom was like a manager at the company and she just got me in and I've worked at like all these hospitals, um, you know, in Philly, Jersey, uh, Maryland. Uh, so when I moved here, they just had an opening at Johns Hopkins. So I got that job, but then like, yeah, I, I, I work by myself the whole time. And a lot of times it's like nights and weekends and the hospital's really empty. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, it so is. that was like <laughs> the start of that book. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like by yourself, I guess in a, empty hospital yeah. floor yeah. yeah 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 and for and like johns hopkins hospital i mean i don't know it's like pretty huge it's massive yeah, yeah it's <laughs> yeah. enormous yeah, yeah. I, it took me like a year to figure out where stuff was yeah it's not particularly like cheerful either i mean i nah, don't know if hospitals that, are usually cheerful but that one in particular is just the, like great the one building is like nice like i like yeah. in my like i've worked in a lot of hospitals and it's definitely like the nicest hospital mm. i've ever been in um but a lot of the buildings are super old. I mean, it goes back to like the 1800s. Yeah. So I, like I was in the basement of an older building that was very creepy. And then uh, a lot of times the fastest way to get from one place to another was like the tunnels that were underneath. So mm. they were like, you know, they were not the like uh, very nice marble floor, you know, patient uh, patient rooms. Um, there Aren't was, those like, like the creepy yeah. block? Yeah. Like the kind of tunnels where they like take a corpse to the morgue through or something yeah yeah there, there was <laughs> yeah. like a morgue people going by um you know transporting any kind of like supplies or whatever um transporting patients you know if you yeah. know, go get an x-ray or whatever you know yeah yeah i don't know i i i actually i don't envy you that job <laughs> i feel like i would have gotten really depressed i personally i i honestly like i i wouldn't say i loved it but i i like the job i like the work like i like working with electronics um Mm. My my girlfriend at the time came to visit me and she was like, oh, my God, this is so depressing. I feel so <laughs> bad that you're here every day alone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so d you had a lot of time to kind of focus on on your own work. Um, yeah. yeah. Was that around that time? Did you have a portfolio after Micah or like, I mean, I, I imagine your thesis uh, yeah. part of your thesis was in your portfolio or something like that but. yeah i made a lot of i made a lot of work at micah just like the volume of work yeah. um i did a lot of stuff so I, I had a decent portfolio when i graduated that i was happy with at the time but um uh there's nothing in my portfolio now that i that i did in grad school i don't think oh really okay. uh, just because i feel like uh it, it looks kind of dated to me now and it was only like a couple years ago i graduated 2016 so yeah but on a purely like stylistic level, was it was it closer to what you have now, or were you already using line in the same way, or uh, or was it really far from that still? Yeah, no, it was it, it was pretty close to what I have now. It was a lot tighter, and uh, like when I look at it now, when I look at some of that work now, I feel like it looks kind of overworked. Um, mm. There was a lot of like unnecessary detail and texture in it. Mm. Um, and I think I've kind of just like simplified and streamlined and loosened up a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. I, I guess your work is very, I mean, it seems like you're very sure of what you're doing. Like you have a, like you have a very clear idea of who you are in your work, um, who you are in your work, but it feels like you understand what you're doing. So it's just the kind of thing where you can't really fake that. I feel <laughs> Yeah. Um, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I feel a lot more confident now than I, than I did maybe when I graduated, but, uh, yeah, I, I guess it's like a, a gradual process, like with experience, you know? Yeah. At, at the time though, were you feeling like you were ready to, to, to 
take on editorial assignments? Yeah, yeah. I, when I graduated, I was I felt pretty good about my portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look back at it now, I, I I think it's like it's okay, but um, I think I just kind of outgrew it a little bit. I mean, that's pretty normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't think the work was bad, but I think it. Um, it just kind of changed a little bit. I think like just maybe it got more mature or something. Yeah. It, at, at MICA, did they kind of push you to, I guess, did they kind of like uh, teach you how to reach out to people or, or was that not really part of the program? Um, yeah, they did. We, we did a lot of um, like networking and stuff. We did a lot of like portfolio reviews with guest critics and stuff yeah. like that. Um, in the undergrad, I know they have like a designated like prof- uh, professional development class. Um, I don't think off the top of my head, I don't, re- I don't think we had to take something like that, but there was a lot of like, um, you know, meeting people and portfolio reviews and like networking events and stuff that were, that were really good. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and do you remember how your first, I guess your first few, editorial assignments came about was it from you like reaching out to people directly or kind of loose networking where you met people at events and they reached um, out to you later yeah i think it was honestly it was probably mostly social media um at the time uh my t- well the thing was tumblr like back yeah. then and I, like i say back then it like it wasn't that long ago no um uh tumblr was like the big thing in maybe like 2015 2016 yeah it was huge um, then yeah 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 it was uh i, I had a, a pretty decent following on there and i used it really regularly um so i think i was getting work from there first um i think people were just like seeing it and then uh and then you know i did i did some promo um yeah some like emails and stuff like that postcards i did i did postcards um after i graduated undergrad a lot mm, um mm-hmm. but you know I, I don't know if it's i don't think it's postcards that don't work i don't think that's what i'm trying to say i, I think just when i was doing postcards my work wasn't that good so that it didn't really work for me yeah no no um, I, yeah yeah and it's like i was doing i did some email blasts especially like the first like summer after i graduated and like that fall um mm. I didn't get too much work from that either, but I think really where people were finding me was uh, was social media, was Tumblr. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of art directors, I guess, were on Tumblr at the time. Yeah, I, I guess so. A, a lot of my clients at first were not like huge, big name editorial things. Um, it was a lot of like album designs and stuff like that, uh, posters. Um, oh, so more like commercial, I guess, commercial stuff. Yeah, it was, you know, I, you know, it's hard for me to like remember like what my first couple projects yeah. were, but I think like my first big project that I really worked on uh, professionally was probably the packaging for Vinyl Moon okay. issue yeah. 14, which is like this vinyl records um, subscription where every month they send you like a vinyl mixtape. Uh, so they like hire artists to do this artwork uh, and the art. And the artists can kind of do like whatever they want. They can kind of conceive it however they want. So I did this um, gatefold record cover <clears throat> that uh, is still one of my favorite pieces that I've done. And uh, I think I got a lot of work out of that. And then I also did like, I'm just like looking at my website now to like remind me, but I did uh, like this, a bunch of illustrations for this Belgian art magazine. Oops. I'm probably mm, not pronouncing okay, it right. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah like I, like that, I think that was like one of the first, 
um, jobs I did too. And, and that was uh, a pretty good portfolio piece that's still kind of like front and center on my website. Um, but then like pretty soon after that, I, uh, I, I signed on with Heart Agency, who is like the, an artist rep. Um, and they get me like 90% of the work now that I do. Yeah. Yeah. It, I guess it w- would, I know you said you like really wanted to work, uh, freelance and do a lot of editorial. Was there something that really attracted you to editorial work in the first place? Uh, was, was there a reason why you really wanted to do that kind of work? Um, I think it was just that like, you can make money doing it. Um, and like, you know, make your own hours, not really have like a boss, um, I think I was just attracted to like the freedom of, you know, working for all these clients, you know, seeing the work, you know, printed in, in, in big name publications and stuff. I think I was definitely attracted to like the, um, I, I don't want to say glamour, but, uh, you know, there's a certain like, um, I don't know. It, it's hard to, it's hard to describe. Them well, a lot of time. people do see it, but at the same time, I feel like editorial is not necessarily glamorous when you compare it to like, yeah. more commercial like when you're doing like when illustrators are doing like huge campaigns with yeah. like big companies they make a lot more money right um so i guess i'm wondering why you like were drawn to editorial if it was something more about i guess the the kind of work that you get when you work in editorial illustration yeah i, I think it was just uh, about like the i don't know like the prestige maybe of like working for big name companies yeah. like um you know seeing the work uh being able to like draw and illustrate for a living, you know, that's kind of like the path that I saw as being like the most, um, I don't know, like the most clear, maybe like the most obvious. I, you know, I wasn't really like, we talked a lot in undergrad about how to get work, like email art directors and stuff like that. Mm. And it just seemed like very natural for like editorial book, um, stuff like that. And then like, I, I didn't really like think so much about advertising. Yeah. Um, cause I, I, I don't know, like I, I've done some advertisements and uh, yeah, they pay, they pay great and, uh, it's, it's really fun to do and I would like to do more. But at the time, I guess I wasn't thinking so much that I would have as much creative freedom as like editorial maybe, mm-hmm, uh, cause mm-hmm. there's like a, a decent amount of creative freedom, uh, with like editorial jobs. Yeah. I guess it, it yeah, the, the time you spend on them are, is a little bit less. I mean, yeah. usually when you have a huge campaign, you, you can spend up to like a year working on it. And there's like, like a million people giving you feedback and re- endless revisions and stuff like that for like, at, for like advertising. Um, and even longer things like, like book illustrations. So I, I really like now that I've done work in, in, a, in different um, like markets, I, I really like editorial because the deadlines are super fast and you just do the job and, and move on. And there's, it's not a drawn out process. Yeah. yeah. And I guess what I was drawing at a little bit was like, I mean, editorial illustration tends to be a little bit more intellectual or conceptual. I mean, depending yeah. on the uh, publication and like the kind of things you illustrate. But but yeah, I, I was wondering if that was something that attracted you to it as well, because some people really like I guess they really like the problem of like illustrating an idea, a concept or or a problem because um, it's, it's kind of a challenge uh, and it's less so about you know, you were talking about like that vinyl cover. Yeah. Uh, and, and in that case, like you kind of get to do what you want, which gives you a lot more freedom, but in editorial, you have to work more within some boundaries. And I guess that can be a challenge. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I don't know if I was necessarily like attracted to the conceptual side of things. Um, I think, I, I don't know. I think I, I wanted to do editorial just because it was, 
there's a lot of work, right? Like there's, I just saw it as like a, a way that I could have some kind of consistent income. Does that make sense? It was kind of more of like a business decision. Uh, yeah. I think like some of my favorite jobs are the ones where I have the most creative freedom, which are, which are definitely not editorial. Um, uh, you know, like I really like doing album packaging and uh, posters and stuff like that. Uh, but those jobs like a don't pay that much and B are kind of not as there's not as many of them. So there's, there's definitely like no way to make a living off of um, posters. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so like editorial, I thought was just a, a good kind of compromise between like wanting to draw and illustrate and, and be, you know, there is some creative freedom for sure. And there's some really fun jobs. Um, yeah. It's just, and, and also just like make, make some money off of it too. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and so I did it. So after you got signed by heart, I guess you didn't really have to do outreach anymore. I mean, the work kind of, yeah, came to they, you. Yeah. yeah, they do a lot of promotion, um, and they get me a lot of work, uh, which is great. And I think, um, I think it's mostly like an exclusive representation. So they want to handle all the promotion, which is like, honestly, that's fine by me. Like I, yeah. hate, I hate doing promotion. It's yeah. like my, my most hated it's the, it's the only aspect of the job that I don't like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so once they said that they do promotion, I'm like, yeah, definitely like, let's yeah. do it. Um, <laughs> and then there's, they, they do kind of like any clients that I had before I was represented by them. I'm free to like work with independently. Um, but I don't really promote, to those clients so much uh, just because like i just i mean it takes like a lot of work it. yeah yeah it's just like it's so much work with like not a lot of response uh, and again mm-hmm. like when i was doing it my work wasn't as polished as it was now but like <clears throat> none of the promos I, I ever did really amounted to much and where i was getting most of the work and where i, I still think i get work from is so- social media yeah, like Instagram uh, more now, I guess. But yeah, 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 Instagram now. But like, that's I, I tell my students like, uh, you have to try everything before you can like cut out promotion. You know, um, yeah. Like I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at social media, um, so that's where I, I get to work from because it's just kind of a natural thing for me. But I, mm-hmm. I know other artists that are super successful that like either don't have social media at all or, or barely use it, and they swear by you know postcards or, or emails. So I, you know, I don't think there's one way or the other that's more better like will get you more work i think you have to try to like uh try everything and find something that sticks is is what i tell my students at least yeah do you i mean you've published a lot of of books at this point um um was the the first one was ghosts right yeah yeah and and so was that kind of like a personal project or did somebody uh, I guess, did you have a contract already when you started writing it or, um, cause th- those kind of like more personal projects can, can be really helpful also in, I guess, drawing clients to you. Um, yeah. cause a well, lot of people can see them and it's, it's very personal. So people kind of get an idea of who you are more so than with, uh, I guess your editorial pieces sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I, like that's, that's another thing that I tell my students all the time is like, just do personal work like that is the best way to like kind of develop a following i think but yeah that the the first book uh two of those there is a collection of three stories and two of them were for my grad thesis so they were already done and then um ricky from avery hill i i'm i guess saw me on instagram or tumblr 
and just reached out and said, like, do you want to do a book with us? Uh, pitch us something if you if you have something. I was like, yeah, definitely. Uh, so the last story in the book, which is Ghosts, which is actually like the first story in the collection, um, I, I just like kind of wrote that uh, based on like working at the hospital, and then I, I sent it to him, and he like, and then we just did that one. So um, so yeah, it was it was kind of half like just personal for grad school, and then uh, I did the last one to to fill the book up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and a lot of people talked about it. I mean, I think it's nice that wrote an article about the book. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And do you consider it a comic book or or more of a, uh, a zine yeah. or a collection? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess, yeah, like a comic. Like well, it's three stories. So I guess I would call it like a collection of, of yeah. comics or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm, I'm wondering like also like, if there was, it was that always kind of a dream of yours, I guess, when you were in Micah to, to publish those stories or no? Yeah. Um, in, in Micah specifically, I, I never was interested in comics or graphic novels when I was growing up. Um, but then when I was in Micah, I, I kind of saw them for them for like the artistic side of it. Um, cause in my head it was all just like superheroes, which I just was never interested in. Um, and then I was like, oh, there's this entire other world of comics that are more, um, you know, the stories are more abstract. The the drawing is, you know, whatever you want it to be. Uh, and I was just really drawn to like the aesthetics of it. Um, and plus, were I there a really few like, that you read around the time that were like, uh, no, <laughs> I feel bad. Like, uh, I've never really read at, like n- now. Now I've read a couple of graphic novels, but at the time, like I, I didn't really read any. I guess I was thinking, I mean, in some ways, your work reminds me a little bit of Daniel Klaus just in the way that I guess he has a very simple line, but he also has a very different way of telling a story. Yeah. Um, it's very it's it's like much more narrative and straightforward, I feel. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm not really good at drawing that way. Uh, like a story like that, I, I kind of lose interest. So all the all the books I've done are either like short or um, are, are not like linear like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, do you, I mean, I read somewhere that you don't actually draw by hand ever or something like that. I don't uh, know if that's <laughs> actually true, but it, it surprised me. Um, there's no, uh, there's no hand drawing in any professional work I do, but I do keep a, a hand drawn you do. sketchbook. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, can you run me through your like process? Like what, what's your usual process for creating an illustration? I guess, if you take like an editorial illustration as an example. Uh, yeah. So if I get an editorial job, um, I just like read the brief. I do do some thumbnailing on just scrap paper that I have laying around. Uh, Cause I use a lot of paper. Um, so I always have extra scrap paper and I just like do thumbnailing and brainstorming on that with, with a pen. Um, and then once I have like some concepts nailed down, I go into illustrator and draw the sketches, send them out. Uh, and then when I finish it up, I just, um, you know, finish the drawing, like polish the drawing in illustrator, color it in illustrator, and then print everything out on my laser printer and then scan it into Photoshop. And then like, I, you know, when you adjust the contrast and everything of that scan, all that texture comes out. And then I have a bunch of, you know, textures that I made that I, that I put on top of it and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that. The half tone you have kind of like a half tone on some yeah of your work. um 
a lot of but times that, that, that's is that a separate texture that's a separate that texture, is right? yeah, yeah like what i do is i'll scan the drawing in and then convert it to halftone and then copy it and then yeah. paste it back onto itself so that i, I have the halftone on top of the scan yeah yeah because usually you you do have like a separate color showing through the halftone which yeah. is kind of interesting and I, I like the effect it gives you it kind of like it almost like has makes you like hallucinate a little bit sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And then I have like other textures that are like, um, they're almost like, uh, like JPEG artifact textures that I'll put on top too, which will make like a, a weird kind of like blurry or almost like pixelization type effect. Um, so it's just like all this kind of messing around and, and putting stuff on top of each other and, and kind of doing things in like the worst way possible, like the most backwards way, but it gets interesting results. So. Yeah, I guess this I've never heard of anyone uh, printing out something on on a on a printer and then just scanning it back in. It's kind of interesting. Y you do this with a color or with yeah, the a lines? color yeah. a color laser printer. Um, when I was in undergrad, uh, we 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 had a workshop with Mikey Burton, who's a who's an editorial illustrator. Oh yeah, 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 he's and great. he yeah. and he was telling us how he he does that. Like he prints it all out really small on his printer like his desktop printer and then scans it back in and i always thought that was like a really interesting hmm. way of working because yeah. I, I really like to draw an illustrator like I, that you know that that's like the most fun for me but it's it is like cold you know uh so to to kind of add some warmth into it but it like so i took that concept of like printing it out and scanning back in but it like it's totally different than the way he does it um but that like base kind of process is you know totally taken right from him so i think i took a class from him on like skillshare or something i think he has a few classes and he i think he even like blended it or something with like he prints something out and then he like kind of distresses it manually yeah. then spins yeah, it yeah. back in yeah yeah it's 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 kind of an interesting idea i guess i didn't know it came from him but yeah that's really cool uh, do you have like a, is your printer like really fancy or do you like have a very low tech one that it's, um, it's a HP, it's an H it's a nice printer. It's not a, it's not a crappy printer. Uh, yeah. it's an HP. I don't, I don't remember the actual laser jet four fifty two or something. Um, it's a, it's a, it actually is like a really nice printer. It was $300. Um, so it wasn't, you know, it's not super high end, but it was better than like whatever, like, um, you know, crappy printer you can get. Uh, but it's just like, ah, it's like, it was the best investment. Like, I'm so happy I bought it. Cause I, I just use it for everything. Like it, you know, for my work, sure. But like just other stuff, like anytime it, it's just like, uh, I had these crappy inkjet desktop printers for the longest time that like the ink would always dry out and they were like unusable. Like this thing just goes with, uh, with the toner. I love it. It really, I think that the kind of texturing that you do really defines your work in a way that, uh, I mean, it really differentiates it beyond, I guess, your subject matter, the kind of things you like to yeah. illustrate. Uh, but I think your, your use of texture is, is what really differentiates your work also from, from other, illustrators yeah thanks uh yeah that's what a lot of clients like uh ask, like ask about i guess um yeah like when i give them a sketch it's just like a black and white illustrator drawing with no texture or anything and they're like oh, i always get like oh we're gonna have that texture on there right i was like yeah yeah we'll definitely do that and also i think your use of color is so i don't know you're really really good at using color thanks um thanks. i don't know if you see it that way but i tend to see color 
I guess that's very linked with texture. It's almost impossible to see it without it because when yeah. you apply texture, like a color really, really changes. So at this point, I feel like when I see something colored and it has no texture, I can't really tell if I'm going to like it yeah. once I put my textures on it or something. I, It's sort of strange, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the drawings, like I'll do them and color them in Illustrator and then the, the color changes uh, pretty significantly yeah. like when I, I apply the texture and... Sometimes clients will ask like to see like a color uh, like mock-up or whatever. And I don't really like to do that because like even I don't really know what it'll look like at the end, you know, sometimes. So, yeah. So you, you kind of like adjust a lot of, in Photoshop. I Oh, yeah. Yeah. A ton, a ton of like little adjustments and stuff like that. Yeah. Photoshop for that kind of thing is just amazing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you, do you make your own textures also like by hand or do you kind of get those off of? other people or no i i definitely make make them all myself or or find them uh mm. like like i scan f things that i found yeah um i have a pretty big texture library uh, i don't use all of them a lot but i have like a lot of times like sometimes uh, the printer will mess up and it'll print like some smear or something you know and i'll scan mm. that and yeah, use yeah. that um i have like some brayer textures that i made with like an ink roller um some other stuff where I just like smudge the paper a little bit with like charcoal or um, like I'll kind of scrape uh, like ink. So it makes like a, like a distressed kind of like line or something. Uh, my favorite texture that I use for almost every job is uh, I actually just closed the scanner lid and scanned like the lid of the scanner. <laughs> um, and when you look at it, it just looks like a white, uh, you know, rectangle. But then when you turn the contrast up, it's like all these colors come out and it really, uh, is an interesting texture to put on, um, oh, that's know, cool. my drawings. Yeah. 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 I'll have to try that. I've been like, kind of like experimenting with all kinds of texture lately and it's been really fun. Yeah. Although the one thing I found is like, it takes a lot of space on your computer to yeah. store all those like. Maybe I'm scanning at too high of a resolution or something, but <laughs> um, yeah. but like yeah, mine are like huge. Yeah, I'm, I I don't scan them at at that high. Uh, my, mine are mostly just 300 DPI. I haven't really had to go higher than that for any pr professional job, but yeah, I think I'm like over. I'm like going over way too much. I'm doing like 1200. Yeah, I so remember, that's like a lot. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> humongous. <laughs> yeah, I remember doing a job um, when I first started working professionally, and when I everything was scanned in and I had these really high res textures they were probably at about 1200 um and then when I like flattened everything like all these weird things kept happening I think oh. like the resolutions were not like compatible across or something because like the texture was 1200 and I was working at 300 or whatever oh yeah it starts doing these weird like yeah so I've been trying to keep or, it yes, consistent yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I should probably stop scanning such high resolution whatever works you know <laughs> yeah no I think it's it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's technically <laughs> makes sense because you want the resolution the to be highest. as high as yeah, possible. Sure, but I like, totally understand. But then that, you're yeah. like, oh, it's overkill a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I do want to talk more about, I guess, how you work. Do you have a, a studio separate from your house? So do you have a room in your house? Like no, I have uh, we, me and my uh, fiance. Um, we just took the oh, thanks. Uh, we yeah we just made the largest bedroom into a joint studio because she is uh, she's also an illustrator uh, so my desk is on the one wall her desk is on the other wall and then we have like all our printers and all our like you know paperwork and files and you know stuff for school here so um, 
yeah, we just have this like nice big room. It's like a nice setup. Lately, I've just been staying at my desk for probably the past like two years or something. Actually, like most of the work I I used to do was all done at the hospital when I worked at the hospital. Yeah. Um, and now uh, I just keep it on my desk. Um, I have like a laptop here. I don't really move around too much. Um, my last laptop I feel like broke too soon, uh, so I'm trying to keep my laptop on my desk because um, I don't want to. You know, I want to kind of treat it nicer i guess uh you know what i mean like i don't want to be moving around because like they're they're expensive you know these macbooks um so i've been trying to do less of like moving this around uh and so i just kind of leave everything on this desk and just work from here yeah yeah it i don't it's i guess you're also teaching right now right you're Mm -hmm. where are you teaching right now I teach I teach three classes at Towson University in the Baltimore suburbs. Yeah, I'm very um, familiar with that. Yeah, place, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a big and school then, in uh, in Baltimore. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a huge. Um, I think it's mostly like commuters. Uh, state it is. School. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I also teach one class at Micah. Um, and then I teach uh, this summer. I'll be teaching the Micah High School pre college program at Micah too. Oh, that's cool. And what kind of classes do you teach at, at Towson, I guess, or in the year? At Towson, um, I, I kind of teach, you know, whatever classes, like, we need for the semester. Like, I kind of bounce around. But uh, my my main class that I always teach is digital illustration. Um, and then I teach uh, illustration concepts, which is, like, a senior level. I guess you could call it, like, senior illustration or, or like, senior portfolio or something like that. Um, and then... I teach uh, like a sophomore, almost like foundation level. Um, it's not really even like an illustration class. It's like a like an image making class. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then for like for the digital illustration class, like what what are some of the things you teach? Like, is it more of a hands on class or is it like a lecture based class? No, it's well, it's this hands on studio class. Um, mm, we okay. it's a four hundred level class too, though. So I I don't do as much like digital technique um okay yeah at that point like i feel like you know you should have your base understanding of of how like photoshop works like how to open files and stuff like that um i don't do too much of that uh but i do what it really is is like a portfolio class because like they're they're going to be graduating soon um so we do like five assignments um and then like with each assignment like i'll go over a program and like uh introduce some things that i feel like the Towson students are, are kind of lacking. Um, we do like a pretty big lesson on like working with textures uh, at the beginning of the semester. Um, and then I do uh, an illustrator assignment where we like, uh, you know, they have to do a piece, but like, you know, when I teach illustrator, like they have to follow along with me and like make, you know, the piece with me like in class. Uh, and then we do like, I introduce just like simple, um, gif making in photoshop with like layers oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah just because like you know i'm not like an animator but i uh i know how to do that and that's like a very in-demand skill so i think you know like they it's, can take yeah, an it's animation very effective class. way to show your illustration too yeah, yeah 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 um so like it's not really like super fluid animation but it's just like introducing like that tool to them like show them how how it's used um and then uh we do some other stuff editorial and, and stuff like that what's the what's i guess do you have advice that you you give your students that is kind of recurring or that you you kind of always give your students 
Um, like professionally or creatively or I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I guess both. Uh, um, my, my biggest thing that I have to kind of like yell at them about, and that it's kind of become like an inside joke. It's just like, uh, don't use black to like render value digitally. Uh-huh. It just looks very like gray and muted and muddy. Uh, you know, I really kind of push them to like, uh, just use different colors and stuff to show their darks. Uh, I don't know. Like that's like, that's kind of like an inside joke now that every, like I, I, I say it till I'm blue in the face. Um, uh, we, I do a lot of like professional development lectures and stuff, especially with the, the higher level students. Um, so a lot of what I tell them is, you know, do a lot of promotion, like find, uh, you know, a promotional strategy that works for you and then, and then keep doing that. Uh, you know, my, my promotion that always worked for me is, um, social media but you know if, if you're not a social media person you know mail, mailings and stuff like that stick with it um and then i also a, another thing that i stress is like making personal work especially when you get out of school um is like the best way i think to um to get work and, and kind of develop um you know a following or something online um I think that like making the personal work and not trying to like, uh, you know, follow trends or anything, just like make work that's interesting. You, uh, will be a lot more successful in terms of just like finding an audience and, and, and getting, you know, paid jobs. Yeah. And I guess the type of work you were making when you were making personal work wasn't necessarily like, um, cause I know some people like recommend doing like, uh, like almost like fictional editorial uh, yeah, or... I, I I actually don't recommend that. I I, mm-hmm. I did some of that myself when I after I had graduated undergrad, and I just think it's I I don't want to sound mean, but I just think it's like not a waste of time. But I think there's just like other funner things you could do. Like I think there's just like a better way to make interesting work um, that you know is is interesting to look at. I think uh, once editorial gets gets like once an editorial concept is given to you, it kind of, um, you know, it limits like whatever you can do, you know, whatever imagery you can make. Uh, so I think like, it's better to start with doing stuff for yourself that, you know, you're really excited about and then applying that to an editorial job when it comes in rather than like trying to, um, make some kind of like fictional editorial piece. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's really interesting. I mean, I've been thinking about that too. Um, I still do that sometimes, and I I always it always gives me this feeling of an amateur when I do it (laughs) because it's kind of like wishful thinking, and it makes I don't know. It does come off as a little bit like I don't know. It it, like yeah. Well, your work is pretty good. Like I was looking at your website. Um, it feels like it's pretty far along. You know, yeah, but uh, the whole, I, mean, I guess a lot of people ask, you know, like, how do I structure personal projects? Should I do examples of the work I want to get? And that can be very limiting and it, it's almost too real. Yeah. And not I, real enough at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, it just, to me, what like just talking about it abstractly, it just kind of, it doesn't give me anything until who the artist is. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it shows me like how they'll maybe, maybe tackle a problem, but like, uh, it doesn't show me anything about like what, like what separates that person from, from anyone else who's going to get an editorial job. Like I want to see like the interesting stuff that 
no one else is doing and then somehow like apply that to my editorial project rather rather than you know um and yeah and i tell my students the same thing it's it's something that i kind of have to uh struggle with them with a little bit but then when i see it work it's really exciting but like you know especially my my higher level students um you know, I always tell them, like, if you're not excited, like, I give a lot of creative freedom for certain projects. So I tell them, like, if you're not excited about this, you're doing the wrong thing. Um, and then like, a lo- like, uh, sometimes students will have this breakthrough where it's like, oh, you mean I can draw like my, my weird characters in like this wonky style and have it be applied to editorial. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, that is the interesting thing, right? Like, that is yeah. the most interesting, yeah. like, not like, I think they they do a lot of work to try to make me happy, and I'm like, it's it's the other way around. You should be doing work that makes you happy, and just finding a way to like apply it to our assignment. I mean, I think I went off on a tangent. There, no, but. no, I think that's incredibly like important, and I, I it's something I believe more and more now. Uh, but it's yeah, I think it's really true. And but the one thing that's difficult with that kind of, I guess, approach is like sometimes when you're trying to come up with a personal project, even though we all have things that we're interested in, I guess it can be hard to structure it in a way that it's yeah. going to be like something that people are actually interested in. Um, because I guess just you being interested in it, sometimes it's not enough to make a project, I guess a good personal project. Uh, for you, like it sounds like your projects were like structured around narrative or like storytelling yeah. almost. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering if you were thinking about that at the time or, if you were just sort of improvising or just going along with it. But I think a lot of people, they overthink what the project is going to be. Yeah. I, well, I think, it, I think it comes down to, I mean, like everyone kind of struggles with like, I guess, artist block or right. Like the blank page. Um, it is something that I, I'm kind of in the middle of now. Like I'm kind of in between projects. I'm trying to like come up with a new project to work on and it's, and it's kind of hard, but I, I think like, um, you know, whatever, whatever art, that like a person is making for fun, like in their sketchbook that no one's going to see, that's kind of like the most interesting thing. And then it just becomes like, you know, a question of like, how do I like take this thing that I like to do and just develop it more, like just expand upon it more. Uh, like if you really like to do like character design or something, um, you know, maybe just a bunch of an outsider, but if you kind of like, okay, I really like my characters and then I'm going to like, draw them doing stuff in a scene and maybe even write some of the narrative and, and post it on Instagram. Uh, then maybe more people will like get invested in that because it's, it's just developed. It's further along, but it still is like, um, that interesting thing that you're excited about. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost like the project comes after the thing that you're really excited about. Like you first you, yeah. Yeah, So I think that's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like uh, like uh, the the last book I did, the Internet Crusader book, um, I was just doing a bunch of studies of of like these chat windows and stuff. Like I was just kind of drawing them just because I was interested in them, but they weren't really anything. Like they were just like little drawings uh, in Illustrator. And then I was like, wait, I really like doing this. I really liked like drawing these chat windows and everything. Um, how can I like make this into something bigger? And then I was like, oh, I can like write a narrative and like tell the narrative that way. Like I, you know, I think you don't have to sit down and like immediately come up with an idea. I think it's like the more you just like do work and, you know, uh, chase your interests, then like you'll find a way to um, make that into like a bigger project. Now that makes a lot of sense. And it's actually a perfect segue. Cause I was going to ask you about, in- uh, about internet crusader, because I think it, it's quite a unique project. I like, I love the idea of uh, like the nineties style, like 
computer uh, windows and stuff. It's it's really cool. And uh, and I was wondering actually where that comes from or wh why you wanted to do that. I guess is it like purely an aesthetic thing for you that you really like the the look of them? Honestly, like <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, like I I was I was born in '89, right? So I. I kind of grew up at the same time as like the internet was growing up. Uh, and yeah, that was just like my childhood. Like, like people draw, you know, stuff based on their childhoods all the time. And that was just kind of like the era that I grew up in. Like I would have been probably like 12 at about the time, uh, internet crusader was set maybe a little younger. So it was just like a nostalgic thing for me, but it also like, but, th but then like, that was like the, maybe like the initial, um, you know, the reason why I was like drawing chat windows and stuff just because mm -hmm. it was nostalgic. Uh, but then like all the other stuff was kind of like an exploration of all, all the, all just like the creative things that I like to do in my practice. Like, um, uh, like, like all the type and everything in there is really interesting to me and just like fun for me to do. So I was like, I wanted to have it like be very type heavy. Um, a lot of like all, all this, all the, uh, the branding and stuff in there, uh, I really like as well. So that was like really fun for me to do. And then like the whole plot of it was like a separate thing where, you know, I, I grew up in like this, you know, I went to Catholic school when I was younger. Um, and all that kind of imagery too, was like another thing that I just like to draw aesthetically, you know, like it's just very rich visually, like, you know, crosses and, and, you know, gold chalices and stuff like that. So it's like, how do I combine these two things together? And then that's like where the plot of, of the yeah. book how did from. How long did it take you to like kind of finish the book, I guess? Uh, it took like a, it took like a year, like a full year. Yeah. A lot of your work has these nostalgic elements in them. Um, uh, like, yeah, from like the houses sure. and just even the hospital is, has yeah. that kind of like old decrepit vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, I guess it also the texture that you use also emphasizes that even more, which is, I, I think there's something really nostalgic about your illustration in general which I really enjoyed that, but yeah. And it, it also, yeah, sometimes it kind of looks, I guess, almost like, a, like a, you really like te technological artifacts or... Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I think that, I think it was just like a, it was just like the time and place that I grew up in, right? Like, um you know, the late nineties, early two thousands had this like very unique aesthetic that was yeah. only around for a little bit. Uh, so, you know, uh, and I think a lot of people now think of that as like really ugly and, and maybe it, it definitely was, but I think there's, it's just really fun to kind of bring that into the present day and look at it a little closer. Cause I think it, it happens so fast, like that era that I, I think we don't really think about like not the earliest internet, but the kind of middle of the internet, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little bit underrated, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it's underrated. Yeah, the '80s nostalgic is huge, right? and and I get that. But like, you know, I was I was born in '89, so that doesn't have any uh, emotional connection to me. You know, uh, my emotional connection is to you know, like to like the year 2000, right? I would I would have been 10, right? So that's like my my growing up time. Yeah. When you get an assignment, do you do you sketch on paper before? Um, like how far along do you sketch? You said you sketched like thumbnails, but do you like sketch those out in quite, in quite a lot of detail? No, not at, not at all. Like, like, uh, like I'm looking at a, a piece of scrap paper here and it's just like, 
uh, the the drawing I do on paper is just to get the concept out and figure it out. Uh, it's just a lot easier to think with like a pen and, and and just scribble on paper until something comes together. So once I have a concept on paper, very roughly figured out, then I just immediately go into Illustrator. Um, and like what I'm looking out now is like, um, there's like a TV, and it's just like a, like a rectangle and uh, like a scribble on the screen that's supposed to show static. And that's just like a guide for me. And then like, I would take that into illustrator and just draw it, draw it better and then send that out as a sketch. Yeah. So you never show your like thumbnails to generally no, they're, they're not much to look at. Um, I show them to my students because I, I, I have a very, like all my classes, I have a really intense um, focus on, the preliminary work, the concepts and the brainstorming and all that. So for every assignment, for every image that they make in class, they have to do at least like 20 thumbnails, which, you know, sounds very shocking to a student when it's like three illustrations are due for a project and you have to do 60 thumbnails. But like, that's, you know, that's like what I do for any given job. And it it shouldn't take that long because the whole point of it is, is to work really fast and get the concepts out like as they're coming and and just kind of, uh, you know, letting your hand take over and actually like not thinking about it too much, just kind of letting it come out. Uh, so, um, you know, to anyone else, they're just going to look like scribbles. Um, but for me, it's just like a, a, a very rough thing I can refer to for, for the concept. And, and you think those are absolutely essential for illustrators to to do for editorial at least. Um, because editorial is so like, you know, when I do some jobs, um, it's not an editorial, uh, brainstorming process that's needed, right? Like if I'm doing like a an album cover, I'm not going to do the editorial brainstorming process because that is it. You know that doesn't necessarily lead to like the most interesting or or compelling um, like emotional work that maybe a, an album cover would need. Uh, but for like for editorial for like a, a newspaper or something, um, you have to like solve that problem. So I, I kind of have to sit down and 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 brainstorm that out uh on paper and and i mean you know everyone works differently you know people might have different processes for brainstorming but um like when it when it comes down to like having to solve a problem visually i I can't see any way to do that without just sitting down with a piece of paper and like making like word association lists and and just scribbling you know uh so like i definitely make all my students do that yeah yeah no, yeah, I think that's important. And, and I, oftentimes you don't think it's actually going to be useful until you yeah. do it because you feel like you have the ideas in your head. But uh, actually, like, writing them down yeah. even is is just so helpful. Um, yeah, and it helps you explore different things that you wouldn't, I think, yeah, explore. Yeah, sure. I have, like, one more question before I move on to, like, the more, like, rapid-fire questions. And, and that is, like, what are you excited to do more of, I guess, in the coming year or years? Like, what type of project is really exciting you at the moment? Uh, that's a good one. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I really like, you know, I still really like doing editorial. And, um, you know, I'm busy with editorial. And I'm, I'm just kind of having fun doing this. Um, I've been learning I've been learning Blender, um, which is like a 3D program. Um, and I think it, it's not the same process as working in Illustrator, definitely. But it, it is kind of sim- like a similar thinking required. So not really like drawing by hand. It's kind of like 
merging shapes together and stuff like that a lot of times, which is, which is translates more to, to blender. Uh, so I was having a lot of fun, like doing these 3d, I guess you could call them like sketches, uh, or just like, uh, experiments. I'm not sure if I'll pursue it professionally, but it's, it's very fun for me to do. So, so maybe, um, I, I am trying to make a new book or something, but I, I keep bounce, bouncing around from different ideas. I haven't really landed on anything yet. So I'm just, uh, you know, during this winter break before the semester starts, I'm just doing a lot more like uh, experimenting and, and doing personal work and sketches and stuff that, you know, I might not ever show anybody, but, you know, it's just good to, to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would be excited to see how you, if you ever decide to use like Blender and more 3D in your illustration. I, I, can, I can't really see it with your style, but that, I, that's why it would be interesting, like, to see actually yeah that's the thing like it's it's really different like i you know what i really like uh about my the way i work now is that everything there's there is no style right it's like very clean there's no there's no really like stylization like i don't you know everything is like perfectly kind of observed and you know very straight lines and, and everything like that Blender is definitely more like stylization uh, and kind of like this low poly like way I've been working is a little more cartoony and I'm not sure if I want to like make a professional practice out of that or not. I guess you can apply texture though on top, but yeah. it still looks like very. Yeah, it's like the shape is is more stylized and I don't really mm-hmm. like like stylizing too much. Uh, so, you know, maybe I will for the time being, it's just like fun though. Like it's just like very satisfying to like make a candle out of like a hexagon or something uh yeah it is kind of like sculpting a little bit yeah which yeah is kind of, mm-hmm. do you ever think about taking your work more into a physical realm i guess uh i know you don't actually like paint or do that with your work but have you uh, kind of experimented with that or no well yeah that's that's funny you mentioned that because i i i haven't painted in a while i i like my first art education was like all painting, like fine art painting at uh, you know an after school program. Yeah, in high school. Um, so I like I I know how to paint. I haven't done it in a while, but I actually like the thing I can't get out of my head lately is like I kind of want to do this series of paintings. Uh, so I might uh I might do that, but I don't know. Is there a type of paint that you're attracted to, or? that you're comfortable with? Like when I was in high school, I took these after school classes at uh, the Academy of Fine Arts in Philly. Um, and I, it just taught us um, oil painting. And it was, it was like these free classes for any high school kids. It was really awesome. Uh, so I always loved oil painting and like how rich the color is and how just, you know, the way that paint behaves. Um, it's definitely not um, practical for editorial, especially when there's deadlines and everything. Right. Uh, but um, I don't know. something I, I've been thinking about it a lot for the past like month or so. I, I have this, these images in my head that I would really like to paint. So I've been thinking about um, maybe doing that, but I'm kind of lazy. So yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Exciting stuff. So I, I have a few like quicker, quick little questions. So my first is, are there books that you continually return to that inspire you? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm right next to my bookshelf right now, so that's easy. Um, I, I think, you know, just visually and artistically, um, I really like the Mobius books. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can, like, because the way he draws, too, is very, like, 
clear and descriptive. There's not a lot of stylization, and the, the palette is just awesome. So yeah, uh, the ankle was the ankle. I'm probably not saying it right. That might have been the first graphic novel I read. Um, it was just amazing. For the other side of comics that are like more abstract and stuff, I really like these anthologies that have been coming out lately that seem to be getting really popular. Like the stuff from Lagon Review. I'm definitely not saying it right. Um, it's French. L a g o n R E V U E. It's these like compilation. I guess you could call them comics from artists. Most of them are in French, and they like put a new edition out. I guess like every year or two years, and they're like super abstract, and they have these really gorgeous like printing technique. They do like riso and offset and all this stuff, and they print on like this like holographic paper. Really, it's really beautiful. But then like a lot of the books and stuff that I really like are are not really art books, but like just random random things like. Uh, like me and my fiance, you know, like she's Chinese. So I take her to the Chinese supermarket a lot and like Chinese newspapers, right. Where like, I can't understand the language and there's like all this clip art and advertisements. Like that's very interesting. Um, I have this book that I got from somewhere. It's from the fifties and it's like this instructional book on like how to have proper diving technique, like into a pool. And it's like these black and white photographs of like kids diving into a pool. It's just like very, beautiful um and i have like this other one of like all these trees like photographs of like different trees i guess it's like a science book or something like a like a catalog of like plants and stuff and just like stuff like that that's not really like designed to be like artistic but has this like it's more ephemera yeah yeah yeah. yeah. like uh my favorite thing on my book shelf is this like i guess it's like a porno magazine from japan but it's not really like it's not really like pornographic like there's not really any nudity in it um but it was like in a black plastic bag in the convenience store. And I like bought it and it's just like all these ads and like there's like these photoshopped like UFO ads. I guess it's like I guess it's like a tabloid, like a Japanese like tabloid or something. Um, and it's just like the way it's printed and the way they use like advertisements and stuff. It's just like really interesting. So I think I'm more drawn to like that side of things rather than uh, like actual like, I don't know, like art books or, or graphic novels. I, I really like those old uh, Dover books that they used to make like these visual. Oh, uh, like, I know what you're talking about. They were for like kids though, but they were like. Uh, but they're awesome because they just yeah, collect they all like, these things. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those are awesome. I think some of them were aimed at graphic designers in order for them to like use images like they would like, I guess, photocopy something and yeah. use it, which is it's something we don't do anymore but yeah, yeah. It, it's really cool um yeah uh what's your favorite way um to get inspired whatever that means because that's sort of hard to pin down yeah uh that yeah that's a hard one um i think i think it's just uh for me the most important thing for like inspiration or like looking for inspiration is to look outside of your discipline and that's like another thing that i really stress my students on is like you know, if you're an illustrator, don't look at illustration too much. Look at like everything else, like, mm-hmm. f- like photography, sculpture, like all these other things I think can have like a really strong influence on you. Uh, so I try to uh, like when I, when I'm kind of like bored or I want to like look at something new, I'll look at like fine art or um, like sculpture or something like that. Um, instead of like looking at illustration to get inspired. Does that make, does that make sense? I don't know. If that yeah, really that makes total sense. Yeah. That, that's something that I think a lot of people have said in the past. Yeah. To definitely. answer that question. I think yeah. it's kind of, 
I think it's kind of smart. I, I don't think you should be looking just as at illustration because yeah. then your ideas are going to be very limited. limited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wh- what's your favorite way to unwind? <laughs> uh, probably just like sit on the couch and drink beer. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I'm a simple man, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. I, and then finally, like, what's your favorite thing to do in Baltimore since you're from Baltimore? Oh, or you're living in Baltimore. Yeah, sorry. that's a good one. Um, Baltimore. <laughs> I need to think for a sec. I, I want to do Baltimore justice here. Probably, probably eat. Uh, but I think Baltimore is really underrated uh, in terms of food. Um, I mean, everyone knows that they have really good seafood, uh, which is true. Like, I, you know, where I grew up, we didn't really have good seafood. Uh, so, like, that was a new thing coming down here. But there's just like a lot. A lot of just great food around um, all different kind of like styles and stuff like that. So I think, you know, I, I definitely like to eat for sure. Um, I like to just walk around. I think uh, what I really miss about like growing up in Philly, uh, Philly like kind of tore down a lot of its interesting and old buildings where yeah. Baltimore like leaves them up. So I think there's a really interesting like personality to the buildings and architecture here. Uh, Mm -hmm. that I really like to just kind of like walk around and and look at. Um, Yeah. yeah. So George, thanks so much for, for coming on. Uh, It was really fun to talk to you and learn more about everything. Um, Yeah. Thanks for having me. And that was my conversation with George Walsall. As always, you can find the detailed show notes for this episode, including links to all the books, resources, and artists we mentioned on our website, at illustrationhour.com forward slash Walsall, or by clicking on the link in the description for this episode. If you enjoyed the show, please let me know on Instagram where I am at Illustration Hour or on Twitter where I am at IHPod. And if you want to keep up with the show and get exclusive access to our weekly digest art club, head on over to illustrationhour.com forward slash newsletter and subscribe. All right, so that's it for this episode. I will meet you back in two weeks for another Illustration Hour. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week.